0: Welcome to Business Buffet. Thank you for sharing your time with us today and these episodes with your friends and family. On Business Buffet, we bring you a smorgasbord of business knowledge and entrepreneurial spirit you can use to help season your business. Pull up a seat, grab a plate, and get ready to eat hearty in business. Welcome to the Business Buffet. Thank you for tuning in and sharing these episodes. Today, we're serving up a hearty discussion on mobile-first web design using WordPress. We'll explore why WordPress, despite its learning curve and maintenance needs, can be a preferred choice for businesses, thanks to its deep customization options and robust SEO tools. We'll also underscore the significance of ADA compliance for ensuring your website is accessible to all. Just like a buffet, managing a WordPress site has many elements to choose from and challenges to navigate. So get ready as we delve into these topics and help you make informed decisions for your website's design and management. Before diving into the story, I want to thank our presenting sponsor for today's episode. Today's episode is brought to you by Zenith Exhibits, Inc., Your comprehensive solution for superior website development, professional audiobook production, and captivating voiceovers. Leveraging Ed's unrivaled experience, Zenith assures a transformative digital overhaul for your small business. Aiming for a memorable trade show presence? Zenith has you covered there too. Stay tuned after this episode for more details. Zenith Exhibits, driving your business to its zenith through excellence, value, and innovation. Both WordPress and Wix are popular tools for creating websites, and each has its unique benefits. However, for a variety of reasons, including total owner control over design elements and stronger SEO functionality, many many business professionals might find WordPress more suitable. First, let's look at uh, WordPress side-by-side with Wix, one of the more popular uh, click-and-drag type web developers out there. In the area of mobile-first web design, WordPress mobile-first design is inherently supported due to the vast variety of responsive themes available. Developers have more control over how the mobile version of a website appears and functions. Many plugins and tools are available to fine tune the mobile experience, including menu design, image optimization, and load times. This total owner control is beneficial in creating a unique, consistent brand experience across devices. Wix also supports mobile design with a dedicated mobile editor to adjust how your site looks on mobile devices. However, compared to WordPress, it is more restrictive. Wix templates are automatically responsive, but there is less flexibility for customization on mobile views compared to the desktop version of the site. In the area of owner control over design elements, WordPress excels in this aspect. It allows for total owner control over every aspect of the website design. The themes and plugins available for WordPress are extensive, providing the freedom to customize every single detail. This includes layout, topography, color schemes, navigation, functionality, and more. Additionally, for those with coding knowledge, WordPress sites can be edited at the code level for even more customization. Wix offers a simpler drag-and-drop interface for website design that is easy for beginners to use. It has a range of design elements that you can add to your site. However, its design flexibility is not as extensive as WordPress. It offers a set of uh, pre-made templates and customization options, but you don't have the same level of granular control. I'll give you an, a, a live example. I am a board member on the Coeur Symphony. And we're always struggling with getting photos positioned on the website correctly. And part of that is we're not prepping the graphics before they get there. I don't do the website. I'm a fundraiser for that particular program. And more often than not, the picture blows past the website image size allowance. So while Wix is super simple, it it allows you to get into trouble sometimes. In the area of search engine optimization functionality, WordPress offers excellent SEO tools and plugins, like Yoast SEO, for example, that allow for detailed control over all aspects of SEO. This includes meta tags, URL structure, XML sitemaps, schema markups, etc., all that technical garble Google. WordPress also boasts excellent site speed, which is key for SEO. It enables users to choose their own hosting service, which can significantly improve site speed. I can't tell you the number of times that the load time is related to the hosting, nothing to do with the website. Wix offers built-in SEO tools that can be used to optimize your site for search engines. It is user-friendly for those without SEO experience, but it doesn't offer the same depth of control as WordPress. Moreover, Wix websites tend to load slower due to shared hosting, which could potentially affect your SEO negatively. Both platforms have their pros and cons. Wix might be a good choice for those looking for a simpler, more user-friendly platform. However, for those looking for more control over design elements and stronger SEO capabilities, WordPress is the preferred choice. Its mobile-first design approach, complete design control, and superior SEO features make it a robust platform for creating fully customized, search-engine-friendly websites. Now, before going much further, let me say up front that I am a WordPress website developer. Note, I have not always built sites in WordPress. There was a time when I drifted away from WordPress because of a security flaw in the core design. I built more than 300 websites using Adobe Muse, another couple of hundred using another builder app, I forget the name, and still a few hundred using Dreamweaver with raw code. But I eventually came back to WordPress once they fixed their issues, where I have built nearly 2,000 small business websites. No, I don't have a team. It's just me. My wife does the accounting. I do the building and selling. So. WordPress is a valuable tool that I've been using for 17 years. While WordPress is highly versatile and popular content management system, it does present challenges to website owners, especially those who lack technical knowledge. Here are some potential challenges to consider. One, complexity. WordPress has a steep learning curve, especially when compared to more user-friendly platforms like Wix or Squarespace. For users without much technical expertise, setting up and managing a WordPress website can be complex, if not impossible. However, there are tens of thousands of YouTube videos that will teach you everything you need to learn. YouTube University, most valuable opportunity for small businesses out there. Two, maintenance. WordPress requires regular updates for core software, themes, and plugins. While these updates are essential for security and functionality, they can occasionally cause compatibility issues. I just had one a couple months ago where he updated his website and completely blew it up because one of the plugins that we were using for user logins uh, wasn't compatible. A major, major issue. 3. Security While WordPress itself is secure, the open-source nature of the platform makes it a target for hackers. Outdated plugins and themes can provide vulnerabilities that are exploited by malicious actors. Regular updates and security measures are crucial. 4. Performance The performance of a WordPress site can be influenced by numerous factors, such as the quality of your hosting provider, the optimization of your images, the configuration of your caching, and the number and quality of plugins you use. Five, quality of plugins and themes. While there are thousands of plugins and themes available, their quality can vary significantly. Poorly designed plugins or themes can Slow down your website, create security issues, or cause other problems. I severely limit the number of plugins that I use. Six, support. While there is a large community around WordPress, there's no official support team if you run into trouble. You have to rely on forums, blogs, tutorials, or hire a professional for help. Seven, SEO. That's search engine optimization. Although WordPress has excellent SEO tools, using them correctly requires knowledge and effort. Failure to properly use these tools can result in poor search engine rankings. Despite these challenges, the benefits of using WordPress, in my opinion, often outweigh the potential drawbacks. With the right knowledge and resources, these challenges can be effectively managed to create a powerful, flexible, and successful website. Let me add, also a website that will stand the test of time. While looking more than about three to five years out seems unreasonable in today's technological world, if you're using blogging or podcasting or any kind of content-based strategy for website growth, WordPress is the best on the market. But back to our mobile-first discussion. Designing a mobile-first website requires careful planning and consideration of several key elements. The priority should be creating a seamless and intuitive user experience across various mobile devices. I've listed below some crucial elements to consider, including ADA compliance. Number one, responsive design. A mobile-first website should automatically adjust its layout and content based on the screen size and orientation. This ensures a consistent user experience across all devices. Note, not all of your content needs to be visible on the mobile versus desktop version of your website. I'll go into this in much more detail in a future podcast episode. Let me just say, there's not just three screen sizes. There are thousands of screen sizes. Every mobile device has a different width and height pixel ratio. So mobile responsiveness is imperative. Without a website that can automatically adjust its width and height based upon the screen the website's being shown on, your website will never be ranked by Google. Two, navigation. It's essential to simplify navigation for mobile users. Hamburger menus, bottom navigation bars, and clear, concise menu options help users navigate your site effortlessly. Can't talk today. Three, load speed. Mobile users often have slower internet connections, so it's vital to optimize your website to load quickly. This can be achieved through optimizing images, leveraging browser caching, uh, minimizing, minifying, however you want to say that, CSS and JavaScript files, among other techniques. Four, tap targets. Ensure that links, buttons, and other interactive elements are large enough to be easily tapped on a small screen. According to Google, a recommended target size is a minimum of 48 CSS pixels wide and high. That's a big hunkin' button. 48 CSS pixels. What's 48 pixels tall. Think about, open your Word document, type in some text, change the font size to 48. That's a huge button. Too often the buttons are too, too, too small. We don't want to take screen space for a button. Five, legible text. Text should be easy to read without zooming in or scrolling horizontally. It's recommended to use a base font size of 16 CSS pixels for body text. What's the difference between CSS pixels and pixels in WordPress? Well. Pixels in WordPress are actually points. It's a slightly different term, and they're measured slightly differently. CSS is the standard uh, style sheet for uh, website development. So CSS pixels, if in WordPress you just choose 16, it's automatically CSS styled. Six, accessible media. Images and videos should be responsive to fit the screen, and all media should have alt tags or captions for accessibility purposes. Note, the alt tags are critical. Content access for the blind is the number one reason why sites are tagged non-ADA compliant. Speaking of ADA compliance, The legal profession has expanded their target court offerings, and it used to just be ambulance chasers. (laughs) Now thousands of attorneys are chasing non-ADA compliant websites. As for ADA compliance, this is indeed a critical aspect to consider when designing your mobile-first website, ADA Americans with Disabilities Act. Compliant websites ensure digital accessibility for all users, including those with disabilities. Let me add here, we're not just talking about visual impairments. Uh, People with strokes and and limited mobility, Uh, elderly people with frail hands, people struggling with Parkinson's disease, and they shake. All of these fall under ADA, Americans with Disabilities. Here's the list. Number one, font size. ADA compliance requires font size to be legible and easy to read, as I stated above. Using a base font size of 16 CSS pixels for body text generally meets this requirement. But consider user ability to increase font size if necessary. There is also font weight and kerning, the the space between letters, to be considered. While those fancy fonts available through Google are cool, they are sometimes very difficult to read when one is visually impaired. Note, I'm not talking about folks who are blind and using a screen reader, but people with visual impairments, visual limitations, glaucoma, um, uh, peripheral, uh, I forget what that term is, what the, what the disease is. I get a friend. They, they have no peripheral vision. Their vision is limited and they see through little spots in their, in their front of a visual perspective. So we have to take into consideration everybody who's using your website. And by the way, there's over 7 million people who struggle with visual impairment who are not legally blind. So keep that number in mind when you're building your website. Two, color and contrast. Color should not be the only method of conveying important information. This can exclude users who are colorblind or have low vision. There should also be sufficient contrast between text and its background to ensure that it is easily readable. A contrast ratio of at least 4.5 to 1 for normal text and 3 to 1 for large text is recommended by the Web Content Accessibility Guidelines, WCAG. (laughs) 4.5 to 1, 3 to 1. What does that mean? Use your noggin. If you've got White text on a very light gray background, you're probably in trouble. Uh, Yes, I know your brand is important, but when it comes to presenting information, high contrast. Three, spacing. Adequate spacing helps users with mobility issues who may struggle with precision tasks, such as tapping a small link or button. Also, sufficient spacing between lines of text. Improves readability for all users. Four accessible forms. If your site includes forms, ensure they are accessible. Label all forms form fields correctly. Provide clear error messages, and make sure forms can be navigated and submitted using only a keyboard. I was filling out a form just the other day. it was on ACX actually. I was I was creating an author page for publishing my book, uh, and then I'm going to do my own audio book, obviously. And I submitted the form and and it didn't take, there was a red air message that just said, try again. (laughs) How about giving, giving me a little bit of idea? What did I do wrong? And how do I fix it? Five alt text for images. Providing descriptive alternative text for images so screen reader users can understand their context. This field used to be a favored uh, keyword stuffing field. Google now punishes websites that try keyword stuffing. The alt field is a description of the image, not a bunch of keywords that you want the search engines to rank. I think actually... If you stuff keywords in that alt image field, Google will punish your website and not allow those keywords to ever rank on your website so long as you've abused the alt image field. Six, keyboard navigation. Ensure the site can be fully navigated using a keyboard. This is important for users who can't use a mouse or a touch screen. Think people with Parkinson's disease, people who shake a lot, people... uh Blind folks, how do they use a mouse or a touch screen? They navigate your website with a keyboard. As a small business website owner operator, you will be spammed by people trying to sell you on the idea of avoiding lawsuits over website ADA compliance. ADA compliance is a serious factor, but don't waste thousands of dollars on assessments and consultants. Use common sense and the information above. Once you start looking at your website through the eyes of somebody visually impaired, then you will naturally design for ADA compliance. Uh, Let me say one more thing about lawsuits. People can and do sue over anything. If someone is targeting you or your company for a cash draw, then the most ADA-compliant website is not going to keep them at bay. In court battles, you need only show effort and intent. So long as your design addressed ADA design elements and you can prove it, then you will prevail in court. (laughs) Okay, here's a funny. Ask two lawyers about my above statement, and you'll get five different answers and 16 case citations. I'm not a lawyer. Uh, And actually, I've never had one of my websites challenged in court. Knock on wood. I really don't want that to happen. There are several additional factors that are important to consider when building your mobile-first website. Uh, Touch-friendly elements. Since mobile users interact with the website through touch rather than mouse clicks... Design your site to accommodate this. Interactive elements like buttons, forms, or links should be adequately sized and spaced to allow easy interaction. Going back through the above, this is the second most important element to mobile-first and ADA-compliant website design. If your website is not touch-friendly, Google is going to hate your website. Two, prioritize important content. Due to limited screen size, it's important to display the most vital information prominently. Users should be able to find what they need without excessive scrolling or navigation. There is always fluff on your webpage. Get rid of the fluff on a, on a mile version. If the content does not solve a problem or provide evidence for your k- keyword target, then hide it on the mobile version. This is important because mobile screens are short. Think about this. Your visitors should not have to scroll 30 times to reach the contact, contact us button. Unless your website is built as, a, as an encyclopedia, it's a lead capture system meant to connect you with new customers. Your goal should be to get people off your website and into a relationship with you as quickly as possible. <laughs> let, me, let me say that again. Your website isn't a salesman. It's the lead capture device. Get people in a relationship with you as quickly as possible. Three, avoid Flash. Flash is not supported on many mobile devices, including all Apple devices. Therefore, avoiding using Flash for animations or other elements on your mobile website. I contemplated not even including this. Does anyone use Flash anymore? I opted to include it because... Flash was the cool animated whiz bang of the day. Today, we use JavaScript and HTML5 to move stuff around on the screen. My suggestion is avoid these gimmicks. If the static image and supporting text is not enough, then consider buying TV commercial time. People searching for your company to, I don't know, mow their lawn It's not going to be swayed by a 10-minute animation on your website, especially if that animation is the reason why Google did not rank your website in their search. (laughs) Four, minimal use of pop-ups. Oh, I hate pop-ups. You hate pop-ups. Don't use them. Pop-ups can be very disruptive on a mobile device due to the smaller screen size. If you must use pop-ups, ensure they can be easily closed. And do not hinder the user experience. I hate those ones, they hide the little X or they try to move it around or they change the the color of the X so that it really blends in with the background of the pop-up. Don't do it. Five, optimized images. Ensure that images are optimized for mobile to improve load times and save data. This might include using correct file format, compression, and ensuring images are served at the correct size for the device's screen. I cannot tell you the number of times I've been called by a client saying their website doesn't rank on Google anymore, only to find that photos they took in the field on their iPhone were posted straight over to their website. I'll do an entire podcast episode on graphic resolution on a website. Great photos are important. But 300 dpi on an image that is 2,600 pixels wide is too big for your website. Keep in mind, your website is only about 1,100 pixels wide and only displays images at 72 dpi. 6. Test on mobile, mobile devices. There is a wide range of mobile devices with varying screen sizes and operating systems. Test your mobile website on as many different devices and browsers as possible to ensure a consistent experience. Quick note, there are uh, websites out there that you can subscribe to that will show your website on different mobile devices. Honestly, uh, you know, call a friend or two with an Android or a, Pixel, Google Pixel, or an iPhone, if you don't have one of those. And just ask them, take a look at my website, tell me what you think. I, I'm not a big believer in subscribing and a bunch of extra services. Mobile-first SEO. Mobile-first indexing is now the standard for Google's search engine. This means that Google predominantly uses the mobile version of the content for indexing and ranking. Therefore, ensuring your mobile site is fully optimized for SEO is crucial, critical. Uh, let me let me restate this one here. What does that mean? Mobile-first indexing. Google has two databases now. There's the database that's generated from the mobile version of your website, and then there's the desktop and other and other the tablet, the the non-mobile database that is indexed off of the website as a as it would be seen on a desktop. Remember I said earlier, hide the text that's filler text? This is where this comes into play. Google uses the mobile index first for all searches, even on a desktop. It's only after they exhaust the opportunities for a mobile version of the website do they then switch over to the desktop version for the search. That is critical. This is why we're doing this. Mobile-first design is pivotal in today's business world. Eight, simple design. Avoid complex designs that might look good on a desktop, but will clutter a mobile screen. Keep designs simple and clean for the best mobile user experience. Nine, calls to action, CTAs. Ensure your calls to actions are clear, concise, and easily tappable. A good mobile CTA should be straightforward and tell users what to do next. 10. Local SEO. If you have a local business, consider integrating local SEO strategies into your mobile site. This can include features like click-to-call buttons and maps. In conclusion, building a mobile-first website is about more than just ensuring your site looks good on a small screen. It involves a comprehensive strategy that considers user experience, performance, content prioritization, SEO, and accessibility. Wrapping up, I suggest you give serious consideration to using WordPress for your website. Design first for mobile devices is mission critical and ADA compliance a must. In the end, the best looking website that Google will not rank is worthless. Unlock growth with Zenith Exhibits, Inc., your one stop solution for distinctive website development, riveting audiobook production, and impactful voiceovers. Leverage Ed's vast experience in crafting over 2,500 top tier websites for small businesses and nonprofits nationwide. With our guaranteed satisfaction and flat fee pricing, get ready for a seamless digital transformation. Further elevate your brand with our professional commercials and personalized small business marketing strategies. Moreover, Zenith Exhibits goes beyond digital to provide you with exceptional trade show consulting and preparation services. We guide you to steal the spotlight and make impactful connections. Your success is our passion. Let's propel your business to the zenith of its potential. To learn more, call us at 208-209-7170 or visit www.zenithexhibits.com. For any queries, feel free to drop an email at info at zenithexhibits.com. Join hands with Zenith Exhibits, Inc., where excellence meets value and innovation drives growth. It is time to push away from the table and digest what we've learned. Please take a moment and share this episode with a friend and then follow up with a coffee meeting to discuss the content. Together, we can make business a meal everyone can enjoy. Remember this in your business, you are the chef. So, eat hearty in business.